Another version of that, I think it's ESV, says God makes everything happen at the right time. Yet none of us can ever fully understand all he has done and he puts questions in our mind about the past and the future. Um, last night, we, everybody had to set their clocks back an hour. And uh, except for your smartphone, your smartphone was smart enough to uh, make the adjustment without you doing anything about it. And I have, a little, I have a little clock radio beside the bed that has a little port where you can plug your phone in. And I found out that, uh, that if, you, uh, if your clock is not the right time, that you can plug your smartphone in and it automatically adjusts to the right time. Pretty neat. My little watch, it, I don't know how it knows how to do it, but it automatically adjusted for the time change. And I know that... Uh, I hear it every year and every season, whether it's in the fall or in the spring. Some people love the time change in the fall and hate it in the spring and some the other way around. Uh, neither one of them bother me too much. Uh, but I just want to take a few minutes tonight to talk about this. that God is working while you're waiting. God is working while you are waiting waiting. Amen. So with all the time adjustments that were going on last night or early in the morning with the new, the new uh, time, daylight saving time is concluded for a few months. And, and uh, but you know that the sun and the moon and the stars and all the rotation of the planets and the, all the, the things that are going on, the movement in the universe, none of that altered, not any at all. It did not alter at all. doesn't matter how many people change their watches or their clocks or the time is adjusted by man. It's all set. God is in control even of the times. And uh, the scripture there that I read to you from Ecclesiastes, especially in that ESV version, it says, God makes everything happen at the right time. He may not be working on your schedule or my schedule, but he's always working in good time. Amen. And, and we should, we should uh, uh, be thankful that God's the one that's in control of it all. He's the one that's uh, changing everything and uh, makes adjustments in our life. But time just moves right on. But even though God's in control of time, he's not controlled by time. He is not affected by time at all. Nothing affects God as far as time is uh, concerned. And um, a lot of us, we work on a, a particular schedule or timetable. And uh, so waiting, waiting is not something that we enjoy. This is not a world, a culture. This is not a generation that loves waiting at all. We want everything to work out right now when we want it to work out and we get so impatient if it doesn't happen exactly when we expect that it should work out. But in, in the work of the kingdom of God, in your life serving the Lord, 
even while you're waiting on God to come through for you. And maybe something you've prayed about, something that you're concerned about. And it may have been that you've waited a long time and you still don't see any evidence that God is moving. I want to assure you tonight that God is working even during your season that you're waiting on him to move. Amen. God is working behind the scenes in ways that you can't even imagine. God is at work. He is working and he is, is moving. But we can't allow ourselves to get into this, to this uh, spirit of the age that wants everything to happen right now and I want it done and I want it done on my own schedule and my own t- time. And God has a lot of lessons he wants to teach us about waiting on him. Amen. Waiting on the Lord. Stephen, in his sermon there in Acts chapter 7, he mentions several Bible characters, but he mentions, uh, of course, in his, his sermon, he's going through the history of the children of Israel, and he mentions Moses. And he says that Moses, this is verse 30, he said, when 40 years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord in the flame of a fire in a bush. And when Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to behold it, the voice of the Lord came unto him. Did you catch that? You remember the story of Moses' life, raised up in privilege, and God uh, protected him and preserved him from being destroyed uh, from the commandment of Pharaoh. And then he just, uh, he, 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 arranged it so that Pharaoh's daughter could take him into the palace and raise him there. And so he was raised up there with uh, being trained and educated in all the ways of Egypt and uh, all the knowledge of Egypt. Uh, But you remember the story that he saw one of his brethren uh, being mistreated and he decided to defend him and he rose up and he slew that Egyptian and buried him in the sand. And before Moses knew what was happening, He's running for his life. And he goes to Midian and there he, uh, uh, the Lord has arranged it all. He's arranged it all for him to be there in the house of Jethro. And there Jethro gave to him uh, his wife and, uh, and his life was beginning uh, another stage of his life. The first Uh, D.L. Moody said that Moses spent the first 40 years of his life thinking he was somebody, the second 40 years learning he was nobody, and the last 40 years discovering what God can do with a nobody. Amen. Amen. So the time that he spent, as Stephen mentioned, that he was down there for 40 years watching over Jethro's sheep, That was not wasted time. That was valuable time. God was doing some things in Moses' life, preparing him and uh, working in him to bring him finally to that place that he could fulfill the call of God and the purpose of God uh, for his life. Sometimes we pray and we think, Lord, are you ever going to answer this prayer? As months go by, maybe years go by, and you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed about it, but you just, you don't see God moving. But God, in that waiting period, 
many times is doing some amazing and wonderful things behind the scenes. And um, you may not know it for a while, but when he answers your prayer and comes through for you, then you will have an understanding. And really, heaven is going to be a revelation of all the reasons why God did the things that he did them, when he did them, and how he did them. A lot of the questions, a lot of the things that we don't understand about the plan of God or why we have to wait on God uh, will all be one day revealed when we are in heaven. Amen. Moses, for every year of his ministry life, there were two years of waiting and preparation. For every year of his ministry, there was two years that God was working on him and working in him and preparing him and, and working in all that was, that was going on. What's really amazing about the story of Moses is that um, all the time that the children of Israel, they begin to cry out to God for a deliverer. They cried out because of the affliction that they were under uh, of the Egyptians. And the Bible says that they, they cried by reason of their taskmasters. And uh, that's while they were crying out for a deliverer, God was preparing a deliverer on the backside of the desert. God was using that waiting period to prepare Moses to be the deliverer that God was going to provide for, for the children of Israel. So while they're crying out for a deliverer, God is answering their prayer. They don't know it, but he's already answering their prayer and moving and developing him and training him, preparing him for the task that's ahead. Amen. Praise God. So we can learn some lessons from Moses, can't we, about what we can learn in the waiting period. Amen. What we can learn when we're waiting on God to do what we desire him to do and we pray, we're praying uh, for him to do. You know that Moses spent that 40 uh, years taking care of Jethro's sheep. He, can you imagine the, I mean, he's gone from the palace to this place of quietness and obscurity and uh, almost like he's a nobody lost out there in the wilderness uh, and uh, I, I can't imagine, but what Moses didn't have a few times when he thought, what am I doing out here in this wilderness? What am I doing out here with all these dirty sheep? And why am I fulfilling this, this task, this job during this, this season uh, uh, of, of my life? Uh, no doubt he had some times when he wondered, Lord, what's going on here? Have you forgotten me? Have you forsaken me? Sometimes... You may feel that way, that uh, the things you've prayed about, the things that God placed in your heart, to, and you're just waiting and waiting for God to move. Be encouraged tonight. God's already moving. God's already working. You may not see it, but behind the scenes, he's working, and he's going he's gonna to provide uh, for you. So all that time he spends in the wilderness, all that area which is modern-day Saudi Arabia, that great, massive desert is all it is. It's just desert. So what did he learn out there? Well, he was getting ready 
to be called of God to lead the children of Israel through that same wilderness. And so while he's there in those 40 years, he learns about where all the water sources are. He learns about the weather patterns of the wilderness. Uh, for 40 years, he's out there. He learns all the friendly tribes and the unfriendly tribes. And I mean, he learns everything there is to know. He becomes an expert on the wilderness in those 40 years. And God is just teaching him and training him and, and uh, providing for him so that one day he can step into that place that is his calling. Amen. So we need to understand that God is at work while we're waiting on him to work. God's at work behind the scenes in, in, in things that you are praying about and you think, Lord, why are you not answering my prayer? Why are you not coming through for me? But he is working. He is moving. He is moving in ways that are unseen to your eyes. You're not aware of them, but God is at work. Amen. So lay hold of the promises of God and believe that God can use even your difficult and lonely times and unpleasant situations. God is at work. I've talked about this before, but it fits very well with what I'm talking about here tonight. And that's um, Brother Royce Roy spent about 20 years in Africa. One of the things that he did while he was there was he built a Bible school and he didn't have the money to do it. And so he just had enough to pay some workers to make some brick out of clay and straw. And they, they had a mold and they made all the brick that was going to be necessary for the building, but they didn't have the, the money to hire bricklayers or the money to, to go forward with the construction. And so that brick just sat out there in the sun for several years. I don't remember how many years maybe as many as three, four, maybe five, I don't remember how long, but the brick just sat out there in the sun waiting for them to get the money to build that structure. And Brother Roy said, that brick was so perfectly cured in the sun. The sun cured that brick, and he said, when we finally built our building, we had the best brick, the hardest brick, our building was the, was the most solid structure in the area because God had used the waiting time to, uh, to put them in a natural kiln and prepare them, those brick, to be a strong building one day. Praise God. God's at work in your waiting period. Amen. He's doing some things. In this season that you're in right now, when you're waiting on God to answer your prayer and you're waiting on God to fulfill his promises to you and you, you're wondering, Lord, what are you doing? Well, for Moses, he was preparing him to be a leader in the wilderness, to be a leader in, in the, uh, the wilderness that the very children of Israel were crying out to God that he was going to be the one that was going to lead them forward. Amen. So he's just taking care of his father-in-law's sheep. A rather menial task. He probably, as far as we can tell, he didn't own not even one sheep. It was just his father-in-law's sheep. So his task was, um, was a menial task, a low task, a necessary task, but not one that, uh, that he could imagine. How could God ever use this? 
He's put me out here in this wilderness, and I'm learning everything about how, how you move around in uh, a wilderness and, and how you take care of sheep. But actually, nothing could better prepare him to lead the children of Israel than being a shepherd, than leading those sheep day in and day out through the wilderness. God was preparing him to lead the children of Israel in that time that he was a shepherd. Interesting enough, a lot of great men of God were shepherds. Abraham was a shepherd. Isaac was a shepherd. Jacob was a shepherd. Joseph was a shepherd. David was a shepherd. That's just a few that I could mention off the top of my head that they were shepherds. And so some of the greatest leaders in all of scripture were shepherds fulfilling that menial task. But God was preparing them to lead. God was preparing them for a, another task, another calling, even though they may not have even recognized it at the time. God was using that waiting period. Amen. Praise God. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 23, it says, and it came to pass in the process of time. That's the thing that is tough, isn't it? It's the process of time. Trusting God in the waiting, the process of time. It came to pass in the process of time. Really the process, the word there, it just means a series of steps or actions taken to achieve uh, a particular end. Amen. In the process of time. Do you believe that God works daily in our lives and that every day and every week is a part of the process of time? It's all that God is doing. Came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Now this is the king. Most believe he's the king that ordered that all the, the, the babies of Egypt, those baby boys be murdered. He was ruthless, had no respect for life. And, uh, but his life came to an end. And uh, which opened up the door for a new Pharaoh and an opportunity for a change to take place and for God to meet Moses in that burning bush and let him know that he had a calling and a purpose and, and uh, that he was to go and, uh, in, and to begin the process of leading the children of Israel out of their bondage. In the process of time, the king of, of Egypt died. You know, it doesn't matter if they're a ruler or a king or whatever, God's the one that's in control. Not those who think they're in control. God is the one that ultimately is in control. Praise God. In the process of time, the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groanings and God remembered his covenant with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God had respect unto them. Amen. There's a few things in that, those three verses I want to call your attention to. Verse 24, it says, and God heard their groanings. Amen. So those of you that have prayed about particular situations or needs that you have and you wonder, Lord, 
Is my prayer, is it making a difference? Is my prayer even being heard? Do you hear me when I cry out to you, Lord? Oh, yes. God heard their groanings. He heard them. And God has heard every prayer that you have prayed. God cares about you and your needs and your life and your future and, and the purpose of God for your life. He has heard your prayers. So be encouraged here tonight. God heard their groanings and God remembered his covenant. God keeps his promises. God heard and God remembered his promises, his covenant with uh, his people. Even though it was hundreds of years before that Abrahamic covenant and Isaac and Jacob and the promises of God to those uh, great patriarchs, God didn't forget about them. God remembered them. God remembers you and he remembers your prayers. Amen. So just keep on waiting on God. Amen. Don't lose heart. Keep waiting. God's at work while you're waiting. Just keep trusting and believing that God is at work in your situation. God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with them and God looked upon the children of Israel at verse 25 also in the ESV says God saw the people isn't that an encouraging thing that God's eyes are upon his people amen his eyes are upon you and me amen and even though that Moses is on the backside of a desert even though he is uh, likely wondering, Lord, have you forgotten about me? But the promise of God is that, Moses, I heard your prayer. I remembered my promises to you. I see where you are. I see you where you are in the middle of that wilderness. I see you. It says, and God saw the people of Israel and God knew. God understands. He understands where you are. He understands your worries. He understands your, your you know, lack of patience in just waiting on the Lord to move in your situation. But I, I just want to encourage you tonight with God's word, that God's at work while you're waiting. Amen. You may be waiting a long time. That's okay. God has heard every prayer. God has heard every prayer. Amen. My mom's probably watching tonight. Uh, so I'll tell this again for her, her benefit. Not that she don't know the story. She knows it. Uh, but uh, when my dad was, was dying, really, of cancer, and uh, the hospice people came and said to her, a lot of people make, make it right with God privately just between them and God. My mom, in her holy boldness, said, no, no. I have prayed for him for however many years, 37 or 38 years. I don't know how long I've prayed for him to get saved, but no, it's not going to be private. I'm going to know about it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to witness this wonderful thing, and it happened two weeks before he passed away. 
that he put his faith in Jesus. Brother Gary Norris went to see him as he did every week, every week after week. And my dad would say, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But that week when Brother Gary said, John, would you want to pray with me? My dad said, yes, yes. And he prayed and he got saved. And I mean, it had been a long time waiting. <laughs> a lot of years of praying and fasting. And not only my mom, but a lot of other people who prayed and prayed and prayed and waited and waited and waited. But God proved himself. And he'll prove himself for you. He'll come through for you. Amen. Don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged. Hold on to the promises of God. The, the, the scripture literally says that God heard them. God, God remembered them. God uh, saw them. He had respect unto them. He saw them and he knew them or he understood what their needs were. Praise God. What a wonderful promise that is. God is at work while you're waiting. So put your trust in the Lord tonight. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand together? Father, thank you for the promise that is ours in your word. Oh, Lord, we're so grateful that you have not forgotten us. You know, right where we are, just like you knew Moses was back there in that wilderness taking care of Jethro's sheep. Lord, you knew where he was at. You saw him and you saw the children of Israel and you saw their need and you were providing a deliverer even as they were praying for deliverance. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for that wonderful promise. I just pray, Lord, tonight for some that have been waiting for their healing, some that have been waiting for a fulfillment of the, of the promise of God. Maybe we, they've prayed about their lost friends and loved ones. It's been a long time, and you've prayed, and you've prayed, and you've prayed, and sometimes you wonder, Lord, have you even heard my prayer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Not only has he heard your prayer, but he's working on that end too. Amen. Praise God. Just like he was working for the children of Israel at the same time as he was preparing Moses to do the job. Amen. So is he working in your need, your situation. You may not have any evidence of that. You may not see any evidence at all that God is answering your prayer. But take hold of the promise of God here tonight. God is moving. God is working. Hallelujah. God is working in your behalf. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Before I invite everybody to the altar, maybe there would be some of you that would want to step out and come first of all to this altar because you have been waiting on God. Maybe it's somewhat impatiently waiting on Him, but you've been waiting on the Lord. And you want to lay hold of that promise tonight. Hallelujah. You want to get a hold of the promise of God that God is working while you're waiting. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if there's anybody here tonight, anyone, you're kind of in the, the process of God at work in your life and you don't understand all the ways he's working, but you just, you just want to lay hold of that promise here tonight around this altar. Anyone?
anyone, you've been praying about some need or some lost person, some lost family member, loved one, and uh, you've just about lost heart, let your faith be strengthened, encouraged here tonight. Praise God and believe the Lord. Amen. You've been needing help from the Lord. You've been praying about it and praying about it. Let's not lose heart. Let's lay hold of the promise of God. Amen. Thank God for these that are coming forward. Amen. Believe in God. Amen. I just wonder if there would be a, a, a brother or two that come stand with Jonathan behind Jonathan, brother Aaron and uh, sister Rebecca, these other ladies. Amen. Would you come and stand with them? Amen. Let's, let's believe the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.